In the great bowels of the internet, there are assembled the world's two most prodigious podcasters created from the cosmic legends of the universe. Joe, a chubby Italian nebbish with a slamming tan, and Gomez, a Puerto Rican, when convenient, who doesn't speak a lick of Spanish. Their mission combine their love of all things pop culture to present the most important podcast on the planet. When their powers are assembled, they form the mighty Car Joe-Man! Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 318 of the Car Joe Mez Podcast. I'm Mez, and my co-host, as always, is... The Magistrate of Caravan City. One half of the FWF Tag Team Champions. Mm-hmm. I think you know by now. It's Joe from the Car Joe Mez Podcast. Yeah, you are, buddy. What's up? Gomez. Ooh, what's up, baby? Have you heard the news? Oh, there's a lot of news, but I don't think I've heard this news. What's the news? I don't know. Hit the breaking news music. Breaking news. Oh, Joe, what's what's going on? Gomez, you and I, the combined forces that make up the Car Jomez podcast. That's us. We are now the number one podcast in the country of Namibia. Woo! Take it over. I have never heard of the country of Namibia until this week. But all of a sudden, we have a shit ton of new downloads and subscribers from said country. I don't know why or how, but I assume that makes us number one. That's it. Number one. That's That's my number one country. It's my favorite. I've always been a proponent of Namibia, which I only just found out existed. You know, I always feel they always fly under the radar. They get no love, but they're just as good as all the other ones. I got to tell you. I would say they're a top five country. Yeah, for sure. Like, come on. And now, (laughs) number one, baby. Woo, we are just taking over. Out of space is next. I, I mean, it's just. It is the greatest place. I think it is a vacation destination. I think if we ever do a live show, that's where we start. Woo! It's, <laughs> I, you know, I didn't know much about it, obviously. I Apparently, they only just gained their independence from South Africa in March of 1990. Wow, that's pretty recent. That's crazy. So they're a new country following the longest-running podcast in the history of the platform, and everybody in Namibia, we appreciate you. I don't know. Do they have their own iTunes list? Oh, I got to look. I got to do some some investigating. Let's Let see. F- let's, let's see some Namibia facts. Huh? Oh, pull them up. Let's go. Here we go, folks. It is the driest country in sub-Saharan Africa. Whoa, that's pretty fucking crazy. So if you want a good vacation, that this probably has a lot of beachfront property, right? Yeah, get a nice tan. Yeah. Population of 2.55 million people and is a stable multi-party parliamentary democracy. We love that. We love democracy. We love democracy. That's good. This is a good thing. We are dealers of democracy here. So (laughs) Namibia is right up our alley. Wow. 
Welcome, Namibia. Welcome. Agriculture, tourism, and the mining industry, including mining for gem diamonds, uranium, gold, silver, and base metals, form the basis of its economy. Bro, let's go mining, bro. Bro, gem diamonds. Yeah, this this is sounds great. great. I have always wanted to get involved in the blood diamond trade. It sounds very lucrative. I I think so. And I love business ventures that offer up lucrativeness. Who does it? <laughs> so thank you to all our new fans in Namibia. We are thank happy you. to have you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, guys. Appreciate and thank you it. to all you old sons of bitches who made us mediocre uh, in the other countries. I guess we got to thank them, too. Fucking jerks. Oh, Joe, what a week. Is it Gomez? Has it been? I guess. I mean, it's a week. It's always a week. Yeah. Everybody's always somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I remember this is going to be such a stupid story, but... The, the best kind. <laughs> I, I was like a sophomore in high school, and you know, back then we didn't have cell phones yet. This I mean, man they, is old. They now exist, we had them. They just they existed, they were, but they were know. for like rich people. Yeah. Um, and someone called my house. I was supposed to meet up with someone after school. I was on a late bus, so I was running late. And my buddy called my house. And said, hey, is Joe home? And they're like, no, he, he's out. They're like, well, do you know if he's coming here? And my mom said, well, I don't know. He's got to be somewhere. <laughs> it's got to be somewhere. It's the truth. And I mean, like your mom knows what the fuck you doing. <laughs> <laughs> like, please, get out of here. So that person relayed the story to me uh, years afterwards. Well, that years day. afterwards. Oh, I was going to say. That day and I, I never re- saw him until years later. <laughs> it was years later when I finally arrived at the bus stop. <laughs> we finally met up. <laughs> oh, I remember it years afterwards. So funny. You know, uh, so, you know, Shiloh's in school, right? And so she kinds homework every day. And I got to help her with this homework. And I got to tell you, bro, I, am I supposed to remember words and how words, like, all these things? Like, well, this is a lot of... What's the problem with words? The way she's doing things. Like, everyone talks about, like, math, right? How every math is all different. We haven't gotten to that part yet. Math is still regular math. We'll get that, I think, next year. I think second grade is where it starts, the, the craziness. Uh, but, you know, I'm supposed to help us study for these English tests. And she's like, I got to market, bring it over here, do the... I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. She's got a word. There's five letters in the word. One letter's got a line under it. There's a box over three words. There's a little squiggly line over here. What what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? Gomez, as a Puerto Rican, you know it's not called a squiggly line. (laughs) And then, yeah. (laughs) then, yeah. (laughs) But, like... It's it's very annoying because she's like, hey, what am I supposed to do here? And I'm like, well, I don't know. You were the one in school. You tell me. If you want help, you came to the wrong place. Like, so it's- bro, like, this is not this is not it. You want to know what Iron Man did? I can tell you that. I don't know about this word here. Shall? Shall. It's just say the word. Spell it. I don't know. Why write in circles? I don't get it, bro. We played school later. And so she's teaching me. She's like, oh, and then we, and I still don't, I'm like, what, but why are we doing that? We just, 
This is the word. Sound it out. That's it. Just sound out the word. Why we got to circle this? It's like Happy Gilmore. Don't you want to go to your home? Just tap it in. Just tap it in. Give it a little tap, tap, tappy. Tap, tap, tapioca. That's the stuff they don't talk about when you're a parent, right? Is you got to go back to school. You got to remember school stuff. I don't, I don't know. I feel this. like you parents talk about everything having to do with being parents. Well, it, I mean, there's a lot of bad that comes with it. So, <laughs> you know, there's a lot to complain about. I mean, I've known you a long time. I've been around for your daughter's entire existence. Of course. I found a video the other day on my phone. Oh, of, what happened? Of when your daughter was just an infant, just trying to learn how to walk and stand up. She's falling over, and I'm just in the background laughing as she falls. It's um, <laughs> a good video. Um, but in this time that I, that you've been a parent, I haven't heard you talk about much good. Oh, uh, you know, yeah, because there's a lot of annoying things. You know, like it's good, like oh, this is a nice moment. And then four seconds later, it's ruined by a child because this is what children do. They ruin things. They ruin everything. Now, so, you know, it has this moments like the practice of lacrosse. That's fun, seeing her get into things. Like, she's, like, she's in her own world. I mean, that's what little kids do, right? She's on her YouTube and stuff. So it's not a lot of stuff. I don't force my shit onto her. I'm not one of those parents. You need to like Harry Potter. You need no, bro. If you want to watch Harry Potter, you watch Harry Potter. No, how about you, you know? watch YouTube.com slash Joe Shoes to see some uh updates from the fast food world? You got some updates on there? Actually, yes, I do. What you got there, baby? Your double main man went to Burger King, tried out this year's ghost pepper whopper. Oh, I gotta try. I forgot about that. I would have got that today for lunch. Fuck. You should have gotten it. I forgot I got a Detroit slice, which I love. It's been a long time since I had a Detroit slice. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put a pin in this. We're gonna come back to the Detroit slice in a second. Okay. Okay. So Ghost Pepper Whopper from Burger King mm. 2022. That's up on youtube.com slash Joe Shoes right now. Uh as of this recording, Tuesday, the Arby's has a new sandwich. I don't know if you heard about Ooh. this, the country style pork rib sandwich. Oh, I think I saw a commercial. I didn't notice what it was, but I saw they were promoting something. Okay. So that came out. Your double main man went to get that. That's up on YouTube. Uh, tomorrow, Friday, I got the this month's Dairy Queen Blizzard of the Month. Ooh. Snickers Brownie. Oh, I got to tell Kellyanne she likes her Snickers. Okay. If you like Snickers and you like Brownie, I mean, I, what more What more could you want? <sighs> and I, ha- you know... I always check Dairy Queen for their Blizzard of the Month, and I feel like the past three, four months, I've just totally neglected my Dairy Queen. I could have been missing out on some good shit, bro. Could have been. Ooh. Uh, And then Monday, this upcoming Monday. You're fucking busy, bro. I am the baron of busyness. Shit. (laughs) We have the s'mores-flavored Pepsi-Cola. What? This was a contest giveaway. I did not even enter. I was caught up in hurricane doodads. Yeah, I know. But one of our council of Jeffs, Jeff Montalvo, met him at FWF Live 4. Nice. I met him at FWF Live 3 beforehand, I believe. Mm -hmm. He came to the show wearing a... Captain's Log t-shirt that he got off ProWrestlingTees.com slash Joe Shoes. It's a good man, this Jeff. Yeah. Our Council of Jeffs is probably one of the greatest fan bases 
in all the land. We love our Jeffs. We do love our Jeffs. He said, hey, Shoes, I got this. Do you want it? Sent it over to me. No questions asked. So because of Jeff Montalvo, you guys are getting a video of Captain Joe Shoes trying out the s'mores flavored Pepsi. Let me ask. They come with a lot of different instructions. Did you do these different things? That this hasn't been opened yet. I haven't recorded. This oh, okay, one you yet, haven't but... done that one yet. Okay, you're gonna do okay. But because I be... saw there's like, if you want a marshmallowy, you want a Grammy to like do these little. Oh, things. I haven't seen this, so I'm gonna yeah. have to. I haven't even opened the box yet. Yeah, I saw someone have put up a thing like they they show you like four or five different ways, like put a third of this, a third of that. So it's I'm very excited for you. I'm excited to be me. You know, it's a good time to be me. Very busy. Just got a pack of new Captain Joe Shoes trading cards from the FWF Live 3 card set. There's oh, two awesome. cards of me in there. One of me, singular by myself, and one of me and my double man, man Brian Myers, doing our little oh. pose together during our entrance. So we got a dual card. It never gets old. Like, now I've had a bunch of cards, but, like, this sure. is still a relatively new thing for me. So it's still very cool. Like every time I get sent a couple of these things. Of course. Anytime someone decides to to do something like that, it's awesome. Like especially oh, the card now. Look at this. This is you great. know, like I, I put in so much time earlier in my life doing this kind of stuff, and I never had this kind sure. of stuff before. You know, yes. I, it's very cool to me to be able like that people can go and buy a Joe Shoes t-shirt right now whenever their little heart desires. That shit melts my heart when I see, hey, you made a sale, come in in your email. So. I love that. Uh, you want to talk about Detroit pizza? Yes, Detroit pizza has been a hot topic of conversation around the land, Gomez. Are you aware of this? No, why? Because of fucking Pizza Hut. So, partly because of Pizza Hut and partly because of our quadruple main man, Big Sexy Kevin Nash. Oh, what's he doing now? He's the fucking best. <laughs> so, Who you know, he's got, he's got that podcast, Click This, yes. with Sean Oliver from K-Side, uh, K-Fabe Commentaries. I have not listened to it, but I know it exists. I have mean, you listened? Yes. Nash is, is just the best. He's entertaining? Big okay. Kev is the best. All right, good. I'll check it out. But born and raised in Detroit, and he's like, who the fuck decided that this was Detroit-style pizza? <laughs> I love it. Okay. I love when shit like that happens. <laughs> He's like, I lived there 110 years. And let me tell you, this is not Detroit style pizza. Oh, I love it. I love that shit. That's so funny. So this has been going around like where people trying to challenge Big Kev on yes, this is Detroit style yeah, pizza. You ain't no, from that not. side of Detroit. You don't yeah. know Detroit. Right, you're on, you're on the yeah. So this has been a topic of conversation. I had this conversation when I did a live stream probably a little over a year ago now when Pizza Hut did that Detroit-style pizza for the first time. Yeah, I did a live stream eating this, and I was like, what the fuck is Detroit-style pizza? Like, I know what New York pizza is. I know Chicago's deep dish, which to me is not pizza. It's a pie. Um, It's a style of pizza, but, like, you know, it's in the same realm as pizza, but I wouldn't call it, like, a regular pizza. Um, it's fine if you like it though, but like, what it. the fuck is Detroit style pizza? And I guess it turns out it's just a grandma slice. It's no, there's also, there's cheese on the crust also. And the sauce is a little spicy. That that's, that's the thing. Listen, you I know what know Detroit about... style pizza is in my mind. Delicious. 
Little Caesars. <laughs> pizza, pizza, baby. <laughs> when when I was a kid, number one, like we would see those Little Caesars commercials all the all time. All the in time. New York. Pizza, pizza. We didn't have a Little Caesars no. anywhere near. It us. was like one, like in a shopping center. Oh, fuck so, it, fall. Yeah. When we got our first Kmart, which was probably the early 90s or the late 80s early 90s we got a kmart over in valley stream which was maybe about 15 minutes or so yeah from from where you and i grew up yeah and it was near like our nearest shopping mall yes and inside that kmart was a little caesar's Yes, sir. And that place, I used to go with my parents when it was like Christmas shopping time because you still had to go to the stores to do shopping at that yeah, point. Of course. And like that was like, Mom, Dad, you got to let us get Little Caesars pizza. It is so fucking good. And they'd be like, how, how do you know? You've never fucking had it. Like, <laughs> no, but like, have you seen these commercials? It's all like, over it's, the place. It's, it's got to be good. It's got to be good. Like if they wouldn't <laughs> put it on TV. If it's not fucking incredible, like that's just 100%. not, that's the way yes. the world works. Yes. Only big, important things are on TV. You yes. know, you know, that's what public access was for the little. Yes. Shit. Yes. <laughs> so we would get this little Caesars and man, I, I, if I didn't believe that this shit was the fucking greatest, just because you would hardly ever get it. Like, man, I like tricked myself into thinking this finally, you know, now I'm in Florida. We got little Caesars all over. They got that $5 hot and fresh whenever hot pizza deal. You know, you go have a couple of cocktails, make your way home, stop, pick up a $5 pizza, and then you'd eat it and you'd feel so horrible about your place in life. Not even not even about just how you felt physically. You'd be like, this is what my life has come to. You made a, a fucking, lot of bad choices. I made a lot of bad choices in my life. <laughs> And now I got to sit here eating the fucking trash ist of the trash pizzas. Uh, so funny. Oh. I remember getting hype going to Kmart, but I can't for the life of me, like, remember eating the pizza. Like, actually having a slice. I can't even remember mm. doing that. Mm. And now there's there's none close by. There's one, like, in Jamaica, Queens. I don't know if there's anyone. I don't know if there's any in Long Island. No, we have them any. down here kind of, uh, you know, spread throughout. But, like, you can find the Little Caesars down here. I got jealous because they had that pretzel pizza for the longest time. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, a pretzel pizza? I want that. I love pretzels. You should check out my video on the pretzel pizza at <laughs> YouTube.com slash Joe Shoes. <laughs> and as as we speak, I have the TV on, and here's a Detroit-style Pizza Hut commercial. They fucking know. It's crazy. It's like the second we have our our group chat with our friends, and the second we say anything, you go on to Instagram five minutes later, and all of a sudden you're getting sponsored ads for that very product. 100% all the time. I'm like, I've never seen that. I see it now. (laughs) So annoying. Well, thank you guys for coming in to episode 318 of the Car Jomez podcast, the number one podcast in all of Namibia. Thank you to everybody there, and especially, kind of, sort of, everybody else not in Namibia. We don't love you guys quite as much, but you'll suffice, you'll hear, you'll do. Uh, remember to follow us on all the social media, at Car Jomez. Remember to subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends, leave a five-star review. If you do, screenshot it, tweet it to us, at Car Jomez, and we may give you an autographed 8x10 as a thank you, a token of our appreciation. Mm, yes. 
Yes, thank you. Ooh, uh, busy you... week, Gomez. Very busy. Yeah. What yeah. you been up to, bro? What's we had going on? so much stuff to watch. There no, it was a, there was a lot of shit to watch this week. It was. I mean, we had our six weeks of horror movie. We had the season finale of the She-Hulk. Yes. Did you let's watch talk it? About it? Yeah, let's yeah. talk about let's, that. Let's let's start in with the She-Hulk. Gomez season finale. The internet is ablaze with love for the season finale of the She-Hulk. Is that what you're gathering? Oh, uh, yeah, for the most part. I I feel like I've seen in an ex, such an expression of gratitude about how fun this show was that I feel like it came out of nowhere because I feel like it was very kind of up and down all season with the reaction to it. And yet when the finale dropped, I feel everyone came out of the woodwork to talk about how great it was. Now, what was your opinion on the finale of the She-Hulk? Attorney right. at Law. I liked it. I was a fan. I thought it was cute. You know, they did a lot of the, the fourth wall breaking here at the end. I thought that was a cute bit with the uh, the Kevin robot. That was fun. You know, I had fun with it. Like, the whole series was fun. I never took anything, you know, crazy. I just sat back, yeah. enjoyed, and I enjoyed this last uh, 40 minutes. Now, throughout the season, I've been pretty into this show. It's yeah. easy watch. It's quick. It's been fun. I'm enjoying the character. I'm enjoying the portrayals. I thought everybody involved in the show has been doing a great job in their role. And then comes the finale. Oh, no. And for me, it was too much. It was it was too much trying to be cute. And then especially once we're in the episode, we get close to the end. And then it's like they basically called like the Wayne's World. Oh, let's do the, the happy ending. Like, yeah. Oh, come on, like stop! Aww. It got very it, to me. It got caught up in trying to be too cute, and it actually—I don't want to say it ruined it, but I did not enjoy the finale even close to the amount it seems other people did. Oh, that's very sad to hear. This is a bit that they've done uh, a few times in the comics, where she will escape the comic and go to the writer's room and. Do this stuff so I, I thought it was a cute way to do this uh, The head writer Said that when she first wrote the show She wrote the Like the ending The regular ending with a big fight This that you know Because she felt that's what she had to do And then when she talked to uh, Kevin Feige uh, He's like well I didn't tell you you had to do that You could do whatever you want And she was like for real He's like yeah you could do whatever you want and so this is what she decided to do. And I I, I was with it. Like I said, uh, she broke forth uh, the fourth wall numerous times throughout the season. So I thought this was a great way to do that one last time to wrap everything up. I mean, what did you miss in the finale? You missed a couple punches being thrown. Other than that, I mean, it ended the same way. This guy's going to jail. You know, like it's nothing really crazy. Like four, fourth wall breaking is fine. I enjoyed that. I thought they did a good utilization of it throughout the season. It's just that when it got to this point, they basically hit a reset button. They're like, oh, let's... you didn't like the God mode. I get yeah. it. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I thought it was cute, though. I thought the interaction was cute. You know, she brought up X Men. She brought up, you know, so all oh, everyone complains about this. Who complains? Like I, th I thought, like uh, the reactions to the robot were great. Now I thought. 
the actual unveiling of the robot, the the uh, reveal of the robot was great because obviously, yeah. oh, I want to talk to Kevin. I want, like, you know yeah. where it's going. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, is he actually really just going to like. I wondered. Yeah. I was like, oh, why not? Because like he's never been in anything. It's not like he's Vince Russo putting himself as a main character on TV throughout all this shit. Uh, so I was like, oh, this actually would be kind of funny if this is the one thing like Kevin Feige decides to like actually be uh, suddenly a part of. And then when they do the unveiling of the robot, I was like, oh, OK, that's yeah, it's that's kind of clever a, an algorithm. It's great. Yeah. And all those uh, when she went into the writer's room, those were the real writers of the series. So oh, well, that, I, yeah, that makes sense. So I definitely was like, oh, oh, Kevin Feige is definitely going to be <laughs> over there at the end. But yeah, it was a great way. And uh, I liked the way the show knew, like, the feedback it was going to get throughout the season. Like, when they did the, because, uh, I mean, the King Hulk shit and the uh, Intelligentsia, like, that's fucking Reddit, like, talking about this show in real yeah. time. Like, they, they knew beforehand. And so I liked how they weaved that in, the things that people talk about, even with the Kevin stuff. You know, we make movies and uh, the fans decide whether they're good or not. <laughs> stuff like that, like little jokes like that. I, I thought it was great. So I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, I wish I had better things to say. It, it's not like I hated the episode. It's just it took away from it for me. Sure. Now, we had two big things in this season, in this series. Uh, for the other than that, you know, it wasn't really important to the MCU, right? But uh, they dropped very subtly that the Sokovia Accords are no longer a thing. Like, this is not a thing yes, anymore. Very, very just kind of matter of just fact. Kinda like, oh, like, yeah. yeah, so that's interesting. That's good, though, because superheroes having secret identities is, is a good thing. Like, I like yes. that. Not everyone needs to know who you are at all times. That's, you know, it's problematic, you yes. know? And then uh, it ended. With uh, the Hulk has a son, bro. He brought his son back to Earth. Yeah, and is that like a real thing in the comics? Yeah, it is, bro. I have so, never in my life heard of the Hulk having a son. Well, it's the same thing. It, that, like this is what happened when, because uh, was it Thor Ragnarok is a combination of that Thor story and also Planet Hulk. Planet Hulk, yeah. So, and in that Planet Hulk series, Hulk be getting it on with a lady friend, and uh, he has a son. And so, uh, this is all going to lead to, we all assume, worldwide World War Hulk, which is uh, could be very interesting. It's fun. They'll mix it up. I assume maybe the son will be, because that's, uh, in those stories, Thor got sent, Thor, Hulk got sent to space, you know, mm -hmm. unwillingly. Yeah. So when he, he comes back, like, yo, motherfuckers, you just sent me to space. What's up? And he just fucks everything up. So I can see maybe they do that with the sun. Maybe the sun is angry and he just fucks everything up. It's going to be interesting. I'm excited. Uh, I almost thought that this was like a dream sequence. You know, with sure. the with the way the rest of the episode went, I was like, oh, are they going to just, is this just something like, hey, and then we'll just never mention this again. But apparently this is like an actual thing. Yeah. And plus, I think they want they want these uh these young Avengers, you know? They want like a young version of all these people. TikTok so, generation Avengers. <laughs> yes. So 
you know, we need a we need a baby Hulk to hang out with our our Kate Bishops and you know Scott Lang's daughter Cassie. Whatever oh. the fuck. You know, they recast I, her because she's important now, now. Yeah, now that you brought up uh, Ant Man, I guess the next Ant Man movie was supposed to have Bill Murray in it. Yes. So, <laughs> but so this is the thing. You know, the internet isn't real. And nobody knows what the fuck you're talking about right now about Bill Murray. Correct. So your grandma ain't gonna know who wants to see fucking Ant Man. So it don't matter. We think I, it matters, but it don't matter. It does not matter. And that's the thing that people are slowly learning that uh, you know, the internet and Twitter, they don't mean shit. In in really anything, like it's great to have like followers, it's great to get you know the conversations that you can have and yeah, the people you can meet. It's it, it, it is it does have value, but if you think this holds actual meaning toward a larger thing that's going to be massive worldwide, Ant Man's going to make a hundred million dollars. I mean, who gives a shit? I'm excited for an Ant Man movie because I like Ant Man. Do I give a shit if Bill Murray is or is not in the Ant Man movie? Nope, do not. No, and. Uh... Like Bill Murray's gonna be in this movie, what for five minutes? Are we supposed to like what kind of movie even supposed to be? Like, what is it? I believe he's going to be could be a spoiler. I don't know when I hear people talk, but uh, he's I believe he's going to be the wife's uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, right? Is that the wife? Mm-hmm. Uh, her boyfriend, Janet Van Dyne, Janet. You know, she's been alone in that quantum realm for a long time, you know. So I think that was a rumor that Bill Murray was supposed to be her her love interest that was in the quantum realm with her. So oh, it's like a, so in in the quantum realm, I believe so. It's quantum mania. So I think we're going to be going in there and seeing how she was, you know, when she was stuck there. Who knows? This movie's crazy. Oh, a lot's supposed to be happening. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but do I care that Bill Murray's a dickhead? Um, but why is he a dickhead? Because he fucking picked on Seth Green. Seth Green. Who's man. a fucking piece of shit. Let me tell you about Seth Green. Tell right? me. I used to work. I worked TSA, right? At the airport, JFK Airport. I worked in uh, the Virgin Atlantic Terminal, Virgin Airways. So I saw a lot of celebrities. Your boy is good friends with a lot of famous people, you know? And uh, there was one person. For the most part, I say 95% of my interactions with celebrities were always nice and peaceful. Uh, there was Kanye West. He wasn't a dick to me, but he was just a dick about the thing. And I was just like, what are you doing, Kanye? Just, like, stop, you know? But uh, Mr. Seth Green, okay? The day after I saw him at Comic-Con, New York Comic-Con, baby, saw him at the Robot Chicken panel. Great time. Love Robot Chicken. Okay? I see him the next day. When I'm doing uh, security at the front of the line, you're supposed to check the ID. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to ask them for the person's name. It sounds stupid, but sometimes people slip up. You're not thinking. Shit happens, right? So I'm like, hey, what's your name? Everyone. Oh, I'm Mike. Hey, what's up? This fucking guy. My name is right there. I'm like, bro, what's your name? And he just looks at me. I'm like, we're going to do this, bro. I said, just tell me your name that's on this thing. It's like, why do I got to tell you? I'm like, what are we doing here? I said, take your ID and get out of my face. I told him. 
And since then, Seth Green, you're a fucking piece of shit. And I wish all the bad things on you. All of them. Fucking jerk. Just fucking move on. Why you got to cause a commotion? And, and see, this is the thing, too. When you complain about being in long lines at the airport, it's because this jerk off took an extra 10 seconds. And you think 10 seconds, but 10 seconds adds up, right? When it's this one and this one and this one. So remember that. Hate that person in front of the line that's talking extra long to security. He's holding up the line. Jerk off. Just no. say what you got to do and move on. Oh, fuck, fuck the TSA, bro. Bro, you just got to just say your name and move <laughs> on. That's it. I, where are you flying? What do you care? Stop. Leave me alone. Nah, bro. Just say. Because what if you got the ticket that says fucking Georgia? There ain't no fucking Georgia things over here, bro. You in the wrong spot. It does happen. People are stupid. You underestimate. No, you don't. I know you don't. But most people underestimate how stupid the public is. They're fucking idiots, bro. I always say... And this is when, like, it hit me because, like, I would get nervous about taking tests or if I had to take a special class to get a promotion 100%. or something through work. And you get nervous because, like, you give a shit, you know? Yeah. And then you go, but wait a minute. This guy I know, he he passed this. 100%. And he was a real fucking moron. So why the hell am I even remotely worried about this? 100%. I did that with the TSA. I went, well, I know who fucking works at this fucking place. What am yeah, I worried about? Think about like it, when you're in high school and you got to take some state test or whatever, and they're standardized for the entire state. And you look at it and, and maybe you get a B or B plus, maybe an A, maybe you ace it, whatever. Maybe you get a C. Even if it's hard, you know, and I've never really failed anything. You know, even, even if something was really hard, I could eke out a passing grade somewhere. But think about the fact that more than half the people probably failed that fucking test. Yep. More than half. And and they got and they're just out there in public, you know, working jobs, being making decisions that making impact decisions. your life. Ridiculous. It's crazy. Those, scary those, out there. Those people are allowed to exist too. Apparently, the world just takes all kinds. Bro, the other day I'm driving, I'm driving on Sunrise Highway. Just drive, this is what we do, right? You're driving. It's a highway. All of a sudden, there's a fucking car sideways in the middle of the highway. I'm a good driver, so I avoid the situation, no problem. Uh, and I'm just like, there was no accident. There was nothing going on. It wasn't a busy day. What the fuck did this person do that they must have spun out? And now they're just in the middle of a fucking highway sideways. I just like, I'm like, what is going on? This is people just every day. Just stupid shit, bro. It's unbelievable. Oh, oh my God. Peep, I bet you didn't expect to get a rant about how much we hate stupid people. But I bet <laughs> you listening at home in Namibia, I bet you believe it too. Like, you can't stand them. Right? We hate stupid people in Namibia. Oh, the worst. Namibia. <laughs> Gomez, I've been... Uh, I watched some documentary on Netflix. I kind of been waiting for this. I saw a trailer for it a while back, and I was kind of monitoring where it was going to be released. I finally saw it was on Netflix. It's called <coughs> Facing Nolan, 
and it is a documentary about Hall of Fame pitcher Nolan Ryan. Oh, really? I didn't even hear this. What's this? What's, what's this about? Just, just about a, his career? Just a story about Nolan Ryan. Hmm. Okay. And now, I think it's hard to put into context now. Like, Nolan Ryan was kind of a mythical figure in the early yeah. 90s because he was this old fucking man who just never broke, was still throwing 95 miles an hour back when like that was a big deal. Yes. You know, nowadays everybody throws 100, so 95 yes. seems like, you know, Why par so for the slow. course at what, this that point. a change-up? Yeah. <laughs> like, if you threw 90 miles an hour back when we were kids, you were considered like this, oh, this gas oh, yeah. machine. Like, yes. you know, you had a lot of guys whose fastball was in the high 80s. Yeah, Steve and Traxel, baby. You had a lot of them. <laughs> People just got to the major leagues. It's like, oh, they touched 90. You, you know, you threw 95. You were a beast. Yes. Now, like, the the bar has been raised for what's considered high velocity. Yes, sir. Nolan Ryan, you know, came up to the major leagues in the 60s, didn't retire until, like, 1994. All-time strikeout leader, seven career no-hitters, he became like a mythical creature. It, you know, he was like a unicorn for durability and for velocity and for his training regimens. You would see videos of him like uh, with barrels of rice and just like doing these arm exercises and barrels of rice to build like his right. shoulder and tendon strength. It was absurd. Well, this documentary comes out. The trailer was fucking great. It was a well-edited trailer. You could like wa- watching that. You couldn't be more excited for this movie to come out. Oh, I love it. And then the movie comes out. Oh. (laughs) Or as as Bruce Pritchard likes to say, and then the bell rang. Yeah. It is, I don't know. I found it to be very boring, very bland. It becomes kind of a story about his wife where, like, she's the one telling the story and it's like oh and we didn't really like new york and oh we, we got traded to california we 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 and it's like i'm here to listen to your wife like i get it uh so disappointing uh nolan ryan documentary i but we love these sports documentaries so it was cool to see it get made you know by like not a 30 for 30 yes it's true so it was cool to see that like this cool documentary was going to get made and was going to get put out and released. You know, Netflix obviously has good distribution because they're everywhere. <laughs> you think <laughs> good distribution. <laughs> hey, when you can distribute, when you can distribute right to my living room, that's pretty the damn best. Fucking good. It's the best. It's the best of all time, baby. <laughs> oh, but disappointing on the Nolan Ryan documentary for me. Oh, well, that's if you're you know, not into it, bro. I'm and, hello, you know, and, I, and I'm a big baseball guy, big yeah. Nolan Ryan guy. When I was a kid, collected his cards, you know, it was like a big deal to get like a starting lineup figure, like, yeah, yeah. But baseball, maybe it's just that baseball's got me down right now, Gomez, because as we speak, the Yankees have just wrapped up their five game series against the Cleveland Guardians, and the NLCS starts today. With two shitty ass 80 win teams, the Padres and the Phillies. And at this point, I'm just hoping for a fucking meteor to hit the place. Yo, Eddie Bowman. Yo, what's up, bro? Yeah. Yo, fuck it. You fuck it. Let me tell you something, bro. I, I have to fucking suffer my September for your team to fucking lose to the fucking Phillies. 
This is what we're doing, bro. Are you kidding me? The fucking Phillies. What? Uh, Unfucking believable. All that for one playoff win. What are we doing, bro? And the Dodgers, 111 wins during the regular what? season. It's insane. Just, I don't know. So now everybody was like, oh, this playoff format sucks. What's the point of the regular season? And to a point. I get it. I get it. Baseball's a long fucking season. 162 games. And now you're saying winning 111 out of those doesn't mean a goddamn thing because you just lost three out of four in one series. Yes, sir. Is is that right? It needs to like there needs to be a bigger advantage, right? Those wild card games, you got three home games, right? You got all well, three home games. Well, think That's about that. Big so advantage. That, that that first series, the Mets won 101 games during the year. They you got to win two out of three. They play the Padres. They lose two out of three. But they, all three games were at their home stadium. Yes. So that's a pretty that's big, a big advantage. advantage. Yes. In theory. To sure. me, home field advantage has never been a big deal in baseball. Not to the point that it is in football. Not to the point no. that it is in basketball. I, I Home field, home court is bigger in those sports than I think it is in baseball or hockey for that matter. It depends on if you got like a stadium, like a Yankee stadium with that small porch, something like that. But that's when if your roster is tailored if you, to that. Yes. Well, I would hope so. I mean, yeah. if you have, you should tailor your roster yeah. to your stadium, I would hope. But that's the advantage. You go into now a three out of five series where you're playing a 2 2 1 format. Where's the advantage? The fact that the team just had to burn through a couple starting sure, pitchers. Yes. They have to waste their pitches, yes. But now, if you're a team like the Braves, who was kind of hot at the end, you just sat yes. around for a week. For a full week. That's a long time. It is it is a long time. Like So that that becomes the test. The, well, the, the question really is, you know, rest versus rust. Is Do you think that's a valid argument? Uh, I think for baseball, you want to keep playing. Like, you want that for football because you're fucking banged up. You need, you need that extra mm. week. To get healthy. Baseball, I mean, unless you got someone who's really hurt and you need that extra time. But nah, baseball is an everyday thing. You want that momentum. You want that going. And I mean, how often is it that a wild card makes the World Series because they're the team that got hot at the end? I mean, the Mets, right? To 2015. Who got hot at the end? The fucking Mets. And we got to the World Series. That's usually what happens. I mean, we've seen it happen plenty of times over the years now. It's just... Is the... First round by actually a advantage at this point. I don't know. So what would? But then how do you reward? Do you let them pick who they play? Is I don't know. Like in all honesty, I think the way to go, and it'll never go this way because no one's ever going to give up the money. You have to shorten the regular season. I agree. You can't do one hundred sixty-two. I mean, I guess this is better, right? Because uh, last year was one game playoffs, right? The wild card was all one game playoffs. And and to be honest, I, that first well, you have that first wild card game to get into the division series. Teams yeah. play a one game winner takes all and move on. Then you go to the division series. I was fine with that. I like that in baseball, not a lot of teams make the playoffs. Yes, it's a you know to like be the like Seattle that. Mariners this year made the playoffs for the first time since two thousand one. You know, 21 years is a long time. Like, literally every other team has made the playoffs since then. 
They come in, they win two games, the second one in wild fashion, Crazy with a, a comeback from a nine to one deficit. Insane. And then they get swept out by the Houston Astros, who were the best team in the American League during the regular season. But you know what? They're like a young team. They're on the yeah. rise. You see, like they're planting the seeds for something building. Yeah. That's still considered a successful season. Sure. If you're the Dodgers, if you're the Braves, if you're the Mets, three teams all won a hundred more than a hundred games this year. And you're all eliminated by two teams who won in the 80s this year. This is the first time in history since uh postseason playoffs have began, you know, since they've had divisional play back in 69 when it started, that the NLCS is being contested by two teams that won in the 80s. It's crazy. Like, it's just absurd to think about. The Phillies finished, what was it, 11 games out of first place. The Padres finished, I think, 16 games out of first place, or probably more, probably 20 games. Because if they won in the 80s and the Dodgers won 111. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and and this is who you're telling me is going to represent the National League in the World Series? It's just, I honestly don't know. Number one, I don't know if we need a fix. I mean, right, that's why we like these tournament-style plays. Yes. That's why we wanted this in college football. You know, anyone can beat anyone on any given day, that kind of stuff. Yes. So if you're into that kind of underdog story, I'm sure you're enjoying it. But at the same time, you want to see the best teams there. I, I think we do because we love the the sport. But I think casual fans, they just – that's exciting. Oh, this team is on a tear. Like, this is exciting. You know what I mean? Well, even – I think in certain sports, like the, like the NFL and the NBA, right, the two biggest sports right now. Yeah. We agree, we agree on that? Yes, sir. You want to see the top players or the top teams sure. because they have commercial appeal – Yes. They're known throughout that, you know, they're in commercials, they're on TV, they have sponsorships, you know, who the fuck Tom Brady is, you know, who Steph Curry is, you know, who yeah. LeBron is like these people, the Q rating, the Q yes. rating, everybody has it. in baseball. There's no such thing. It's true. Who is the most famous baseball player right now? Probably Otani, maybe. I, they Ma- wanted maybe to be Aaron Otani, Judge, but I, I would think because maybe he's Aaron a Yankee, Judge. like, but even still, like. Like Aaron, you know, even if you say Aaron Judge is the most famous baseball player, what is he number a hundred out of all athletes, American sports professional yeah. athletes? It's funny, right? Because people say, "Oh, man, if Shohei Itani was on the Yankees, it'd be so different." Would it? I mean, because this guy had sixty-two home runs this year. Uh, was it as big as? I mean, I live in New York. How was it elsewhere? I mean, don't get me wrong. For me. It's big, but I'm also a baseball guy. I don't know that it necessarily captivated a nation. That's I remember I mean. 98 where yeah, everything, no matter what baseball, you turned baseball, on, baseball. everybody's talking about McGuire. Everybody's talking about Sosa. Yeah. You know, we Mark McGuire having batting practice was like a big thing when oh, the yeah. Cardinals would come to town. Basically, they had to open up the gates at Shea Stadium early because so many people were trying to get in just yes, to watch sir. this guy take batting practice. Hell yeah. Baseball has not had that relevancy for a long time. So even if, say the Yankees lost today too. So now you're out LA from the yeah. TV market. You're out New York because both teams are out. And now you're you're stuck with Cleveland, Cleveland, Houston, Philadelphia, and San Diego. Cleveland, San Diego. What a disaster ratings. Like, but they would hate themselves. In all honesty, it would be a great how game. much of a difference would the ratings be? 
because baseball, I think, as we've come on, has lost that national mainstream appeal and has become a very regionalized game to a massive extent to the point where even if you're the Yankees, even if you're the Dodgers, even if you're the Cubs, because now that the Cubs have won, I don't think they have that nationwide, sure. you know, uh, curse story. Yeah. The same thing with the Red Sox. Once the Red Sox won, everybody stopped caring about the Red Sox winning. Yeah. How how different is Cleveland-San Diego ratings going to be? Obviously, it'll be different from New York versus L.A. because just those two markets are invested and in, those are the high, highly populated markets who are yeah. give a shit. But is it really going to make that much of a difference? You're not getting casual baseball like or people who wouldn't watch baseball normally. They're just not watching baseball. There's too I, many options for them to invest their time in than to sit around and say, oh, you know what? I haven't given a shit all season, but let me turn on this World Series. I think the national number doesn't change much, but they probably want that local pop. You know, they probably that New York market rating. That's what they you know, that's what they don't need, you know. But uh, I had money, Guardians, Phillies, because I was looking for that long shot. It was looking good. <laughs> Damn those Yankees. <laughs> I don't know. Baseball's in a weird spot right now because, you know, you, you constantly get the gloom and doom stories. Oh, baseball's dying. And baseball's Always not fix dying. Fix baseball. Fix baseball. But the, baseball does need to be fixed. And maybe some of these rule changes that take effect next year will have a positive impact on the – um, the viewing aesthetic of the game make it more enjoyable. I don't know. Personally, I think a pitch clock is definitely going to help in the yeah, minor that- leagues. It shaved about, um, I believe, about 28 minutes average off each game. And if it does that to the, the major league product, I think that's a good thing. People do yeah. not have the attention spans to sit here and watch four-hour games. Unless you really love baseball, and even me, as someone who really loves baseball, and it's been such a massive part of my life, I don't know that I would be able to make it through a full baseball game on a daily basis like you're supposed to care because that's what baseball is. It's an everyday thing. I do not think I would be able to get through these games without having my cell phone to flip back and forth uh, on Twitter and Instagram and everything else to keep me entertained between everything going on and all the dead time and dead space you have in these games. Yeah, I, I watch very little baseball. Like, it'll be on. I watch an inning here and there. You know, it's always on upstairs. I watch an inning, walk away. But but a full baseball game, I've probably watched like 10 this year, you know, like from start to finish. You know, it's long. It's a long commitment. I mean, I probably watched out of 162 regular season Mets games, I probably watch in full uh, 140 or so, but I've always done that. That's yes. what I do. Come baseball season, game, that's yes. what I do. Yes. Uh, there was a point where I'd watch if there's 162, I probably watch 200 because yes, I would watch go back the teams. next day. I well, I'm not even counting. Oh, not even, oh count because I, I know you watch other games too. I would go back and watch the Met games the next morning again and be like, oh, let me see if there's something I missed. Crazy guy. You know, and that's in addition to, especially when it's the beginning of the season and you're all jonesed up and just want baseball yeah. injected into your veins. Oh, Tani's pitching. Let's go. Okay, like, okay, the, there's a day game. There's a one o'clock game. Let's watch this. 
Okay, so, now now let's watch the Mets. And now the Mets are over. Who's playing on the West Coast? Oh, Otani's pitching today. Let's turn on this. Oh, you know what? Seattle's got this guy they called up. I want to see him play. Let's see. I'm that guy. I will turn on the Minnesota Twins just because I want to see how Carlos Correa is playing as a twin right now. I will turn on the the Giants just because I want to see how J.D. Davis is doing since the Mets traded him there. I will turn How's he, how's he been doing? He actually turned things around and ha- ended up having a really strong end of the season after the Mets traded him. Good for him. Good for him. I like J.D. Davis. It wasn't happening with the Mets. They he had given they. It is what it is. It looks bad on paper because Darren Ruff did dick for the Mets once they got him. But it's just one of those things. Shit happens. But yeah. I'll turn on the Mariners because Jared Kalenic is up in the major leagues, and I want to see if he's really going to turn into this great player after the Mets traded him in that Robinson Cano deal. But now we got Edwin Diaz, who was an all-star closer. So it's like, ah, eh, well, really can't complain. What, yeah, can't complain. Uh, so baseball's in a weird spot, Gomez. But the NBA is getting underway tonight. Who yes. is the early season favorite? I believe the three favorites. I don't agree with one of them. It's uh, Bucks, Warriors, uh, excuse me, Bucks, Clippers, and Celtics. The Celtics is very confusing. Because, you know, it's no coach, losing their coach to this scandal, it's kind of a big deal, you know? He's a good coach. They, they, and it they was buy kinda, into what he's doing. It was late in the game, too. It's not yes, like they too. had an like entire offseason to prep for this. So, you know, I could see that being crazy. Now, who's on the Clippers? Is Kawhi Leonard still on the Clippers? Kawhi Leonard is back. He missed all the last year. And uh, Paul George... Was hurt, but he came back at the end of last year. But Paul George so, is going to get hurt next week anyway. Also, and probably Kawhi also. Yeah. But the idea of the two of them together, fully rested, fully healthy, you know, they're two of the best. So now we'll see. you you are a Knicks fan. Our we have a big New York base listening audience. Where are the Knicks this year? Are they know, a playoff team? Yes, because remember, there's ten teams make the playoffs because oh. of the buy, uh, the buy-in, the play-in yeah, the tournament. Buy-in. <laughs> Put up ten grand, and even you can be <laughs> in the NBA playoffs. Hey, maybe that's what they need. Uh, so the play-in tournament, but the Knicks will be hovering, like either at that six-seven seed. You know, they're good. They're good. I feel like the now obviously the NBA is doing big things they're obviously a, like probably the most popular sport especially amongst younger people but i feel like we're in this uh this kind of tight circle right now where we're like waiting for that next kind of batch like there's a bunch of young guys who oh there's a lot of them baby but i like has no one to me has really broken through as that next superstar to the lebron level to the kobe level Giannis is there right now to me, he's like the man, but like still people keep defaulting to like Steph Curry. And Steph Curry at this point is an old man. But he's nice, like 32. But that's so, all like, by basketball standards. But he plays a style where, you know, he ain't getting banged into. You know, he's shooting fucking 50 feet away. You could do that to your 40. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You 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 lose uh you go from a 43% to a you know 40%. That's still good. You know, he could be doing it for a while. It just, well, what is the, like, the reign of, if you're like a V guy, what is your average run? Like, Jordan probably had what, like a 12 year run where he was like the guy, right? LeBron longer because he came out of school, you know, he didn't go to college. 
So he's had a, this extra long run, a lot of miles on LeBron. Year, at this point. year 20, season 20, bro. Is that insane? Holy shit. Yes, it is. Feel old. Oh, my God. <laughs> Feel old. <laughs> Isn't that insane? <laughs> that is. Yo, even if you think about it, we're on like 12 years since the decision. Exactly. That's what I mean. Think about <laughs> that. That was. That was 2010 when he decided to take his talents to South Beach. That is absurd. A lot has gone on. LeBron has seen some shit. LeBron has seen some shit. There was a a documentary, baby, since we're talking basketball. Redeem Team. Did Did you get to watch this? I did get to watch this. This is on Netflix. I think we mentioned it a couple weeks ago, and we assumed it was going to be an ESPN type of thing. Bro, I was on ESPN going, where the fuck is this thing? It said it came out this week. I was searching. I was so stupefied. I um, Not that I forgot about it, but it went to the back of my mind. And the other day, I opened Netflix. I said, let me see what the latest on Netflix is. And it was the first suggestion from Netflix. You may be interested in the Redeem team. So I was like, as a matter of fact, Netflix, I am interested in this. I, because I love baseball and because I love hockey, I know the most about those two sports. So for that reason, I find documentaries and books about the NBA and about NFL a lot more interesting to me because I feel like I'm learning a lot more out of those forms of media than I would with a baseball themed product. I don't know if that makes sense. No, I get but it. I get a lot more out of basketball books and movies than I do with watching baseball themed things. Of course, so, I get it. So with this, like obviously, I remember the Redeem team. Because what was it? Two thousand four. They get the, they lose. They win the bronze medal. It's a colossal failure. Everybody's Nasty. making fun of them. Uh, but it didn't register like that to me and at the time. Sure. So when 2008 comes along and they put this team together, I mean, I guess from the player's perspective, I could see why it's such a big deal. Obviously, there's that. And it's not so much national pride. It's just the the ego that goes into it. Like, yeah, how dare these pride. people? Just, yeah. yeah. It's their ego, their pride. <laughs> you know, and I, I've always thought that about the Olympics. Like, if I spend my entire life you know in the other sports that that's what you do because it's not like there's a professional fucking curling league you know maybe there is but your dream is to make it to the olympics like that's where you get to apply your craft at the highest level and make your name or make your mark on society whatever the case may be with the nba I've never really felt like it was so much about being on the national team. Like with, with American sports, we don't have that same kind of pride and investment in these national teams. Like we do, like the other countries do where they, they basically are bred from an early age to play together in national programs, to put together these teams for Olympic development. And we have these programs in the United States too. It's just that no one gives a shit. It's It's about cashing in as soon as you can for as much as you can. Uh, but we get this movie about, you know, the young guns who at that time were LeBron and Carmelo and Dwayne Wade, and then get Kobe added to the mix. And Kobe Bryant, 
is a fucking madman, a machine. No one like him, bro. There, he's he's one of one, kid. He's a lunatic. When you hear these stories about these top level athletes, you know, and right now Tom Brady is under scrutiny after last week's game. They caught him oh. screaming at people on the sideline. Yeah. yeah, and you know we've seen the the Jordan documentary now, where Jordan says in the documentary there is a price that comes with being great and when you are when you're that level cuz there's there's being a great player and then there's being Michael Jordan right yes. there's being a great player and then there's being Tom Brady i'm not i was never necessarily the biggest kobe fan but you couldn't deny that he was a great player he yeah. was great at what he did um you have to you're you have to be all consumed with winning at all costs. Jordan yes. was consumed with it. Kobe was consumed with it. Tom Brady is giving up his supermodel wife and kids for it. At 45 years old, he he still can't, can't let go. Ha- can't let go. And I had this conversation with other people throughout this week, and I'm just like, that to be that level of locked in where the entire there's an entire world existing around these people that they have no idea about because they are so tunnel visioned into just winning at all costs that the rest of the world means absolutely nothing to them. Hell no. Like, do you think Michael Jordan gives a shit about election day coming up or about the price of fucking gas or the price of milk? Like, none of that shit matters. Of course not. Like, it's just like, Fucking charge me and then let me go play my game tonight. Yes. What? What? what just please let me just do what I want to do. Yes. Yeah. You know. Uh, why you bothered? My one, my my little critique here. Uh, the Kobe stuff. You know they they just talk about. Oh man, Kobe was going through it at the time. Kobe was was having a rough time. They, they danced around the whole thing. Boy, yeah. wh- what was going on, Kobe? What, yeah. What's happening? Like, I was just like, all right, do we need to, like, because this is the thing. Like, now when we talk about Kobe, we, we're never going to bring the, any any badness up now, so right? Have, like, you, it's just... have you ever read the book um, by Jeff Perlman? Writes a lot of sports books. I enjoy his writing. So I, he has two books about the Lakers. One is about the Showtime Lakers, which is what the television show Winning Time is based on, on HBO. And then he has another one called Three Ring Circus, which is about the Shaq and Kobe era Lakers. Yes, have you I read did. that? Yes, I did. Okay. I read it as well. I think it's a great book. It's great. But book. in that book, Kobe comes off like a petulant bitch child oh and the fact of the matter is, that's who Kobe was. Yes. Just because he's dead does yes. not mean he wasn't that person at that point in his life. It's like, right, everyone talks about how Michael Jordan is an asshole. Like, that's like a thing. Like, everyone knows yes. Michael Jordan is know an Michael asshole. Jordan's an asshole. So if this guy dropped dead tomorrow, we're going to act like Michael Jordan wasn't oh, an asshole man. no more? No, like, you know if what you mean? ever hear like, the story we're do about... That? <laughs> Like the way Jordan would ride players, yo. Even in that um, last that dance other book. film, 
Well, the, the other book, but <laughs> in the last dance where he's just ripping Scotty Burrell apart, like in the back of the bus, like, you know, these are people on his team. Then when you find out he goes to the, when he becomes part of the ownership team at the Wizards and they are auditioning who they're going to pick number one in the draft and Jordan, they end up picking Kwame Brown out of high school and Jordan ends up coming back out of retirement and playing with Kwame Brown, and he makes it his mission in practice every day to absolutely destroy this kid's life every day in practice. Every fucking imagine being eighteen years old and Jordan is just putting it on you, bro. <laughs> you're, you're you're at the highest level of competitive basketball in the world. It's probably your first time leaving home. Who the fuck knows? You're all of a sudden a millionaire. You're probably being pulled in 11,000 different directions. And the greatest player in the history of the game is calling you a faggot every yes, day at right. practice. That's and that right. is, that, that that's not me. Thing. No, you know, that was the big thing. Yeah, That was the biggest thing was Jordan would, <laughs> he would just tear this guy apart. Imagine being 18 years old and having to deal with that. Like it ruined this kid for years. And he, and he hung around the league for a long time just because he was big and and height still gets paid in the NBA because it has become a smaller league. So when you do have size, you will find a job somewhere. So he ended up making millions of dollars, but he never even came close Hell no. to the type of career that they were they thought they were getting by using the number one pick in the draft on this guy. Yeah, no, not even close, bro. <laughs> uh, but other than that, you know. They they tell you what happened, and it's real interesting, especially someone like you who wasn't following. I'm sure you're like, oh, this is some interesting shit that went on here. I Like I said, I get a lot out of these things because I follow it from a distance. So yeah. I enjoy this. Obviously, the same critique as you with the Kobe stuff. I don't know why we can't just say it. Just say it. He was on trial. He was going through a rough time. He thought this would be good. To redo his image, like say what it is, bro. <laughs> it's okay, yo. And then the stories of like the guys going out partying and coming so in from the funny. night as Kobe. The best. Kobe's just waking up for the day, going to the gym with like his water bottle and protein shake, and they're just like hung over and what? Like, like what? <laughs> you crazy? But then, right? They all went to the gym. Yeah, nice and early, except for Carmelo. He said, <laughs> "Nah, bro, that's too early." <laughs> He was my favorite part. He was having a good time. Yo, I have never, <laughs> ever been a Carmelo Anthony fan. Ever. And in this documentary, he's so good. He comes off so endearing and just kind of like a regular dude. Yeah. Like Carmelo's just, he's just a regular dude that likes playing basketball. And he's really good at it and he enjoys it and whatever. But he, you could tell it never consumed his life. Like it did with some other people, yes. So he and Chris Bosch, I thought was excellent as well. Chris, Chris Bosch is always good. He's he's, he's always, yeah. such a good interview, and he's like very magnetic. His personality, yes, he is. So and you could tell, like especially now that he's away and he's looking back with hindsight, he really has a a different perspective on the things he was involved with, and it's pretty uh, refreshing. Yeah, no, he's pretty. He, I mean. He knew from the start, right? He he joined LeBron and Wade. Someone needed to play back fiddle, right? Someone yeah. needed to do all this bullshit, and you know he did it. He won. Cha- they won championships because of him. He yeah. was great. If this guy, you know, it's sad because he was he was like that evolution. You know, he was that 
that three and D guy where he yeah. played inside out. He was hitting threes, playing that defense, and then he just you know he got hit with the the bad health. He had blood clots and shit. Yeah, to end his career sucks. But uh, Chris Bosh was great in Toronto, man. Oh, love Chris Bosh. Yeah, so I'm a redeem team. I'm gonna give it a, I'll give it a three and a half, triple and yeah, a half, that's, name, man. That's a, I'll go that three and a half sounds good. Yeah, I don't think it was like one of the top sports documentaries. No, it's of not all like time. oh my god, it's just you know, but, it's like ninety minutes in and yeah. out, boom. Relevant to this day, it's it's old enough to to be like oh, like remember some of these guys, but but yes. still fresh enough in your mind where. You can remember kind of being in the time and place. So it's I just think funny it was, seeing the baby versions of these people. You know, it is. It is. LeBron's still around, and he's just like, look at this little boy. It's here. funny it's, looking back and remembering when Dwight Howard actually mattered. <laughs> oh, those were fun three years. <laughs> so yeah, go check it out. It's on Netflix. The Redeem Team. Yes. You uh, watch anything else, Joe? I did, and we're about to hit some music for that anything else right now, aren't we? Ooh, yeah, we are. Six weeks of horror. (laughs) All right, folks. Six weeks of horror. Week five. Oh, no, it's almost over, Joe. Very sad. I'm, I'm sure not. you're extremely sad to be done with this. Oh, my God. Am I uh, Am I sad? No, I am not sad. Uh, so this week, for six weeks of horror, I said, let's, uh, let's watch a, a horror classic, you know? Yep. We talk about heavy hitters, the leather face. Jason, Freddy, let's let's watch some Pinhead, right? We talked about he might not be that that top top tier, but he's he's right below it, right below it. So I said let's watch 1989, I believe 87, Hell, 87, sorry, 87, Hellraiser by Clive Barker. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, uh, this was of course your first Pinhead movie, I assume, right? Very much so. Very much so. Yeah, I don't think that was something that uh, got played a lot on PIX for you to stumble upon by accident, yeah. you know. <laughs> um. So, uh, Joe, what's uh, what's Hellraiser about? What, what's going on in this movie? A woman discovers the newly resurrected, partially formed body of her brother-in-law. She starts killing for him to revitalize his body so he can escape the demonic beings that are pursuing him after he escaped their sadistic underworld. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> um, first things first. Yeah. To call this a pinhead movie. Well, this is every Hellraiser is like this. And Pinhead is always like 10, 5, five 10 minutes. In the- and yeah. like, I'm like waiting for it the whole time. I'm like, oh, I guess he turns into Pinhead. <laughs> so here's the deal Frank is our guy. Yes. And apparently, he is some kind of sexual deviant. Mm. Very much Come to like that. our friend, Dr. Armando. <laughs> But Frank here 
goes to the underskirts of Morocco mm. and finds a pleasure box. Ooh. It looks exactly like a me-seeks box, but this one <laughs> is for pleasure. And the guy is like, listen, you can have this box. I don't even need you to pay for it. I just need you to get it the fuck away from me. It's, Frank is excited because he's got to figure out the code for this box, and then it is going to give him ultimate pleasure. But when it does, yeah. it starts ripping his body apart, shredding it, hooks coming out of nowhere, cutting into his body, tearing him apart until there is almost nothing of him left, and he is extinct. Frank mm. has died. Oh, Frank's, no, Frank. Yeah, poor Frank. <laughs> he just wanted pleasure, bro. Well, Wouldn't you? I would have yeah. bought the box. Like, I would buy we a pleasure box 100%. <laughs> What do we do? It's called a fleshlight. I was so. going to say, but it doesn't come in box form. <laughs> I, I have a movie. I, I won't make you watch it, but I have a movie where it's about, will this guy fuck this box? I'll Can I ask what the name of this movie is? I forget the name of the movie. Or I'll I'll look for it as yes. we speak. But it's will a horror movie. Will this guy fuck the box? It's like it's a horror <laughs> It's like the box is evil. Like they tell you, you're going to put your dick in here. So crazy shit's going to happen. So here's what I picture. (laughs) Stay with me. 90 minutes in and out, right? In and out, It's just just a table in the middle of a room. Looks like an interrogation room from like a cop show. On one chair is the box. On the other chair is the man. And it's 90 minutes of them with like some fucking Western showdown music playing. Like, like you really going to fucking do this? And like, he's like shaking his head and rubbing his hands together, biting his lip. And he's looking at that box and he's like, man, I just want to fuck that box. I don't know, man. I don't know. Just fucking it's a good looking box oh, and the and then they cut to the box and the box is just on the on the other chair like just fucking there and they cut back to that guy and you know is fucking getting kind of sweaty it's getting hot in there because man he wants to fuck that box but he don't know if he should what if people are watching there's probably a camera somewhere maybe they tapped into his fucking phone they could be listening right there right this very second but he man he just knows that if he fucks that box Man, that's good. That's a fuck. That's a pleasure box. It's a goddamn pleasure box. Like, why? I mean, it could be. It could be the greatest fucking thing that has ever fucking happened to this guy. He bought, but, mm, but, and then they fucking cut back to that box, and the box is just on the chair, and it's just ninety minutes of that. And then we cut the credits. And we Sign me in. And here's the thing. We don't know if he fucks the box or not at the end. Whoa. I we like just, that. I always like when you leave it up to the, the audience. We, we cut to black like the Sopranos and then tell everyone it was great and that they just didn't understand the end. They're not smart enough to get it. You just don't get it, bro. You don't get it. <laughs> um, so the movie I'm talking about is called The Special. Here is the synopsis. Yes. Suspecting his wife of infidelity. Jerry is persuaded by his best friend to accompany him to a brothel to sample the special. Accompany him where? Accompany him to a brothel. A brothel. I'm sorry. (laughs) A brothel. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) (sighs) To the brothel. The brothel. 
to sample a brothel t-shirt <laughs> the special which proves to be a life-changing experience in more ways than one because every pleasure has its price oh fuck yeah look at the look at the cover of the it's the box <laughs> Oh my it's God, got a, it is the box. It's a box. It's got a hole and like a tongue kind of sticking <laughs> Available on Tubi. Oh, I know what we're watching this week. We might have to watch that. Um, Hellraiser, another yeah. box. So, so Frank- the Hellraiser box, yeah, it's pleasure, but they borderline on pain and pain. pleasure. Yeah. It's a lot. Of, it's like the fine print. They didn't specify that part, those jerks. So Frank gets killed by whatever's in this box. Apparently, it's a whole bunch of demons, including Pinhead, who is not a main character. He's not even, like, the main demon. He's just one of, like, a handful of, like, these fucked-up-looking creatures that take the people who activate this box and they try to bring them into their underworld. Eventually, Frank's brother and the brother's wife move into the old house, and it turns out that Frank wasn't necessarily completely dead, but his mm. his fibers, his being is still existing in that house. And when Larry, Frank's brother, cuts his hand open while moving some furniture, some of his blood drips down onto the floor and it starts bringing Frank's essence back to life. Now, Frank's brother, or Frank's brother, Larry, their wife, his wife, had a fling with Frank back Fucking in the day. Floozy. What a floozy. So when Frank starts emerging as this creepy, fucking skeletony, fleshy kind of yeah. creature from Real from gooey. the floorboards, he's like, "Yo, remember, remember Frank? I'm fucking him, but I need you to fucking murder people on my behalf. That way, I can get my body back." And she's like, "I don't need to be told twice. You had some good dick, good dick, bro, to start killing motherfuckers, bro." That is literally <laughs> the movie. Is that this woman? Kills people just because Frank had that good dick. My goodness. We should all be so lucky to have a companion that will kill for us. Uh, Gomez, I cannot believe that this movie is considered a classic. What's wrong with this movie, bro? This movie is fucking terrible. What? Why is it terrible? What? What is terrible about First the off, movie? Okay, the way the story is told, I found it very difficult to follow because the way they're cutting in and out of scenes early in the movie, from Frank's trip to Morocco where he first comes in contact with the box, to Larry and the wife moving into the house, back to Frank having like showing up and then having the affair with the woman who becomes Larry's wife. It becomes this thing back and forth where you don't know if they're in present day. Like it's very, it's it's just not. I found it very difficult to follow. I I had no idea where we were. I had to rewind multiple times. Thank God, this wasn't a movie I had to watch in theaters because I'd really have no fucking clue what was going on here. And then like the whole thing, are you telling me? Are you telling me? You have the opportunity to cheat on your husband as much as you want. And you're going to do it anyway. But this guy is like his dick was that fucking good. Like you couldn't fuck just live people. You had to bring this dude back from the dead. And and like that's just perfectly fucking normal to you. Like you see a fleshy thing coming out of your goddamn floorboards. And the first thing you can say is, fuck yeah, Frank, I'll kill for you. I will fucking kill anybody that needs to be killed. And then 
after Frank is done feeding on them and he eats like their face or whatever, the yeah. body still remains. It's not like he eats all the fucking evidence. No, he's just sucking some shit out of them. Yeah. You know, it's like if you have a pixie stick, you suck out the sugar, and then you still have the wrapper. That's what fucking Frank does to these bodies. And then this woman is just like, oh, fuck. What was she doing with the What was she just putting the bodies in the fucking blender where she was flushing them down the toilet? Because at one point, she just, like, lifts up this dead body, dead weight, and just carries him across the hall. What, she fucking slip him under the bed? No one, no one smells dead body coming out of the fucking bedroom or anything like that? What the fuck, man? She was hiding them in that room. Yes, remember when when Christy was was hiding? She found one of them dead bodies. Yes. With the magnets. Yes, that's what it's she was doing. Like, she was just putting them there. Like what the fuck? Like this, I can and I cannot believe that this the character of Pinhead caught on to become anything. Uh, I don't know if it was an immediate thing, like oh my god, this guy looks so cool. It is a cool looking character, but he's yeah. in it so little. He has absolutely no bearing on the fucking story or anything. Well, it's he's not the like main, he's the main. He's the main. He's the main. He... Bro, he doesn't all the. He's the one talking, telling you what the fuck is happening. What are you talking about he's here? Like, now you're just, being silly. It's so in- fucking consequential. Like I can't. Like I walked the... out of there going, he's a big deal. Like from this. First of all, it's his first movie. So yeah, there's there's eleven Hellraisers. So yes, he has done a lot more. But I mean, he's the main demon. I don't know what you're coming with. That he's not even he's the main guy. He's talking. He's telling you what the fuck is happening. He's the one who's fucking pulling the things. He's the one with the the things that are ripping your soul apart. That's him. He's the boss. He's in charge. Why wouldn't he be cool? That's a cool design. Especially a fucking 87. Think about this movie in 87. Would have blew your fucking mind seeing the fucking graphics. You know, If I couldn't understand this movie in 2022, I certainly wouldn't be able to understand this in 1987. Well, that's you because you're a silly goose, my man. It's clearly flashbacks. The bitch is standing there in the room touching herself, thinking about this shit. I mean, what more do you want, my man? You want... You might as well just break the fourth wall at this point. Give me the fucking Kevin the Robot in here to fucking explain things. So, you know, I, I, I appreciate you rewinding so that you could fully grasp what was happening, but um, it's a pretty basic story. Feed me soul so I can come back to life. And then, oh, wait, you touched the box. Now your soul is mine. I mean, what's wrong with that? That's a good story. That's spooky. Uh, I fucking hated this movie. Absolutely fucking hated this movie. I It took probably three hours for me to watch this movie because I had to keep going back and being like, wait a minute, what? What is happening? That Now what? That, now this person has the box. Now this person. Uh, fuck this, man. Fuck this. Fuck the Hellraiser. Fuck Pinhead. Fuck Clive Barker. Fuck Clive Owen. Fuck anyone ever named Clive. It's a stupid fucking name. Fuck whatever the Chive website is. I don't give a fuck. Anything that rhymes with it. Everything sucks. Are you a man? A double main man? Are you a man? A triple main man? A man, man, man? A quadruple main man? Are you a man? Are you a man? All right, Jeff. main man standard time here. Let's go. Hellraiser, what are you doing here? 
one star single main man. I just don't even know what to do. Abysmal. I just don't even know what to do with you. Like, I'm not saying you gotta like this. A one star is just absurd. Like, this is just crazy. I just do not know what to do with you, Joseph. This is just oh my goodness. One star. One star. Fucking trash. Absolutely. Like this. This may be in the running for one of the worst movies I've seen. It's not because I've seen Sausage Party. It's not. It's not even close to Sausage Party. (laughs) You say that, then you're a fucking jerk. You're lying if you say this movie is as bad as Sausage Party. It's up there. That's crazy. Sausage Party is an abomination. Do not do that. That's too much. Now you're being too crazy. Stop it. You don't like the movie, you don't like the movie. Sausage party. Get out of here, sausage party. It's a four star. Four and a half. Oh my god. You get out of here. You get out of here. No, you're the problem. Not me, my man. No, it is you. You're a fucking are you kidding me, bro? Yes, Hellraiser. People love Hellraiser. People we just established a half hour ago that people are fucking dumb. It's too much, bro. You watch us a horror movie. There's blood. Like, what, what, what do you want from this horror movie here? It's good. I don't know what to tell you. You don't understand it, so I, I don't know. Like, this is <laughs> stupid fucking forward. movie. Terrible. Four star, four stars. Yeah. Quadruple me, man. For this. Yep. It's a horror classic. I'm not. I'm like, I didn't make this up in my head. Like. <laughs> Who who's like the authority I could talk to and fucking petition everybody. to have this removed? It's everybody. It's this is not happening. This this an everybody thing. I'm not alone here. This is not a oh I, this is Gomez's fit. No, this is uh I, I can't wait to see the fucking loved. tweets this week. Yeah, you're gonna get yelled at. One star is wild. Wild. Again, you don't gotta like, but one star is just like, come on, bro. Even brain damage was better than this, and that movie sucked too. That's what I mean. Like, like, you don't like to have fun. You don't like to see the goal. I don't understand it. I don't. <sighs> uh, this week, I don't even know what the fuck to show you. Uh, I have a list here. Uh, I don't even know. Let's do... We'll do this one. I think this, I think, even if you don't like it, I think maybe it'll be fun to talk about. Okay. So for last week of six weeks of horror, we're going to watch another classic, okay? We're going to watch another classic. 1983, Sleepaway Camp. You seen Sleepaway Camp, Joe? I know of it. I have never seen it. Okay. We're going to watch Sleepaway Camp. This is streaming on Peacock, on Tubi, Crackle, all over the fucking place. I used to date a girl who my cousin swore looked, I believe the girl's name is Angela from Sleepaway Camp. That's the name of the character. So I, I've never, I don't know what she looks like, but I used to date <laughs> yeah. this girl and my cousins, he, he, every time he would see her, he'd be like, Yo, tell Angela from Sleepaway Camp to shut the fuck up. Like, well, now I'm, I'm very happy that I picked this movie because now it has some some personal <laughs> So there we go. We're going to end Six Weeks of Horror with Sleepaway Camp, another horror classic. Okay. You and I have very different definitions of what it's, the word is. 
I'm not again. It's not me. If if I'm saying this is a Gomez classic, that's different. These are universally loved horror movies from the '80s. Here is another one: Sleepaway Camp. The Here '80s gave us so much good, but then they gave us this. Unbelievable. I'm going to torture you in December. I just want you to know that. You're in for it, okay? I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going through it right now, my man. <laughs> you think that. I, I got like that Scotty Pippen face where you're just like, my man is really going through it. <laughs> Scotty Pippen face. It's a very basketball-heavy podcast. I it really it. is. But like Scotty <laughs> Pippen has that face. You know, like every, whenever you see Scotty Pippen, you're like, oh, shit, I don't know what's going on, but. He's really he's really going through it. So yeah, so that'll be next week. Sleepaway Camp again. Peacock, Tubi, all that fun shit. Uh, the specials on Tubi. If you want to watch that, Joe, I might get around to it. We'll see. Uh, this week is Black Adam. You going to the theater to see The Rock? No. Like, like I mean, I guess maybe. I, I mean, I'm interested enough. Like, if it was on HBO, if it was on HBO Max, I'd probably sit down and watch it this weekend. I really don't feel the need to run to the theater to see it. I'm sure it's going to make a you know a ton of money. I don't know like, if it is. You don't know? I mean, The Rock is. I don't is think a, so. Well, here's the thing: the The Rock is a star. His last couple movies, you and I have not liked, and we did that whole why yes. do we why are we still fans of The Rock? But people love Jungle Cruise. Sure. We don't. That's fine. But I think you put The Rock, he's doing a superhero. I think there's enough meat on that bone to get people out of the house this weekend. So suppose so the rumor is that the movie is not tracking very well. Oh. It's not they don't think it's gonna work uh because it's a nothing character. People like The Rock, but this is a character that means nothing to people. Black Adam means shit. Okay, I, this no is clue. this is the Rock saying, "Hey, I want to make a Star Lord movie." Just out of no, you know, yeah. like you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. We watched it because, hey, all right, it's Marvel. We'll yeah, watch but it. Marvel had tested. You know, Marvel had given us proof of concept by the point Guardians yes. came out. So this is the Rock like doing that, giving us a character that don't really mean shit. It means it to him. So apparently, he loves this character. I think because the character, I don't know, if, I don't think he's black. Uh, he's brown, maybe. So the rocks, you know, is very into that. Well, why wouldn't he be black? Person he's of black color, Adam. <laughs> sure, but I think he's like Arab. I'm not sure. I don't okay. know the fucking character. I just know he's not white. So the rock is into that. Like, oh look, it's a non-white superhero. I get yeah. to be that. It's a big deal. Blah. I get it. Okay, but no one cares about this character. Mm. Uh. They've spoiled the post-credit scene. We've talked. We talked about it weeks ago. Uh, it's now a thing that they're kind of promoting that Superman is going to show up at the end of this movie. Oh, is it Henry Cavill still? Yes, they brought him back because okay. The Rock demanded it. The Rock said, "Bro, I didn't spend 15 years trying to get this movie for me not to fuck up Superman. That's the whole point. I'm supposed to fight Superman, so they bring it back, Superman." But again, DC got plans? Like, what are we doing? So, nope. I mean, DC has also shown us proof of concept, and it is the fact that they have no concept. Exactly. You know, we got a Flash movie that is still coming out, apparently, and an Aquaman movie. That's it. That's all we got. Yeah. We don't have a Batgirl movie. No Batgirl. There's no 
Batman 2 coming out anytime soon. Like, they didn't even have a script, nothing. Uh, so, I guess we're getting maybe a Superman. But even that, that's two years away at least. I mean, Suicide away. Squad, are they doing anything else with uh, that? I think James Gunn is working on something. I don't think it's a Suicide Squad thing. I, th- I mean, it might be the Ratcatcher show mm-hmm. that people talk about, but they haven't officially announced. You know, and uh, Wonder Woman, I think they're starting to work on a script for Wonder Woman 3. So there is no... I mean, Wonder Woman 2 was such an abomination. After I know. after positive, you know. such positive things for Wonder Woman 1, uh, for every step DC takes forward, they inevitably take three steps back. And they're just stuck in this, uh, this constant... You know, uh, I don't even know what you call it. Just, it's just terrible. It's it's just it's just a bad it's just a bad management. So yeah, that's the big movie this week, Black Adam. Maybe we'll see it. Maybe we won't. Who knows? Maybe. But I'll in the meantime, let's hit some music. Boop. It is now time for the big finish. That's next week, but we gotta end this week, and we're gonna end it by spinning that wheel. Favorite chocolate candies. So it's a it's candy, but it's got to be chocolate. So it can't be Skittles, obviously. You know. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a good one. All right, here we go. Mm. Chocolate. Num- number one Reese's, right? Reese's peanut butter cups. Oh, I do love a Reese's peanut. I wasn't thinking. I mean, that, how do you how do you get better? Because than that? Reese's is one of those things I don't think about, and then I have a, it, and I go, "Why do I not have this more often?" You why know? Why would you have anything else? Yeah. Uh, we eat Twix and Kit Kats is our primary uh, candies in this house. Here we go. Number one, Reese's peanut butter cups. Number two, I think Snickers. Snickers is kind of such so common that you almost forget how good it is. Yeah, but I don't like it. I don't like nuts, so I'm not a Snickers. Oh, okay. But then number three, I think maybe a little off the, the grid for some people. I'm gonna go with the Three Musketeers. I love a Three Musketeer. Three Musketeers does not get enough play. That's another one because that's like a Halloween candy. Yep. And uh, you'll get it and you go, oh man, I love me a Three Musketeers. Yes. Because I, I love, I would probably go a Milky Way over a Three Musketeers. That way I could get that nougat and that caramel, you know? Mm, I've never. Uh, to me, a, a Milky Way was just, you know, the Snickers without nuts. I ra- and I'd rather have the nuts, so I, I prefer the Snickers. I hear you. You like a payday? That's all like nuts and caramel? You know what? A payday is fine. I always find it too salty, though. I get it, yeah. I get that. Okay. Um. So, yeah, I like a Twix. So we'll go Milky Way Twix. <sighs> do I do Reese's Peanut? I mean, I might do Reese's Peanut Butter. And I'm going to go as a honorable mention. A Charleston Chew. I love a Charleston Chew. I'm a big Charleston cherry. Chew. My I parents love a cherry, but mm. I like the chocolate. But the, love- the classic is yeah, classic is good. My parents were big Charleston Chew uh, people when we were kids. They would buy like the long, the long sticks and put yeah. them in the freezer. 
and then you break it once it was frozen and eat the pieces. Great. They make the this big super fat Charleston chew, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh on the thing it says, Hey, why don't you use this for a s'more? Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Look at you thinking outside mm-hmm. the box, Charleston Chew. Look at that. I was like, okay. I've done that with Milky Ways and stuff like that. Uh, Charleston Chew, that is different. I will have to try that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's this week's episode of the Car Joe Mans Podcast. Hit him with them plugs, baby. All over social media at Car Jomez. Remember to subscribe wherever it is that you're listening to this. Leave a five-star review. We appreciate all that. Guys, I was just on Motu Mania. Uh, with Dave Wonder, comic book artist I met from the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast group. We did a whole Masters of the Universe toy roundtable. Me, Dave, Pixel Dan, Land Pitts, you know, all people who are very successful within the kind of geek culture industry and then myself as well. So, uh, but that's up on YouTube uh, at Dave Wonder's channel. Really cool if you want to go back and watch it. It's about an hour long and we had a lot of fun. Uh, upcoming uh, this week, the captain's log. I will have tough enough season one winner Maven on the show. And you may think of him as tough enough season one winner Gomez, but you know how I remember him. Oh yes, baby. Sherman Hemsley's roommate on surreal life season six. (laughs) So I cannot wait to ask him all the questions about my double main man, Sherman Hemsley. Because I fucking love Sherman. I don't give a shit what anyone says. I grew up watching reruns of the Jeffersons. My grandmother and I used to watch Amen all the time. I fucking love Sherman Hemsley. Love him. So I cannot wait to ask Maven all of the questions. Like, just tell me, what was he like? Tell me about tell me more about Sherman Hemsley. Uh, follow me all over social media at the Joe Shoes, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Joe Shoes. Uh, everything else. Just follow that stuff and you will see everything else. YouTube.com slash Joe Shoes. Appreciate that. The Gomez154, Instagram and Twitter, and uh, Mez Movie on Twitch. Halloween weekend, 24 hours. Might do 36. We'll see. Sign up. Can't wait for that. Uh, I, I will yeah. definitely be popping in because <laughs> you know how much I love this shit. Uh, next week. We complete the six weeks of horror. Finally, what a slog. Uh, Sleepaway Camp, 1983. The classic, as Gomez says, Sleepaway Camp. Can't wait to see what Angela looks like and if she actually reminds me of my ex-girlfriend. Can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, <laughs> I, you, know, you would think that I would have like gone back and looked that up at Just some point. See. <laughs> and I never did. Uh, never did. So uh, we'll be back with that next week. But until then... That's a more cowboy. Peace. Pizza, pizza.